And if you could, turn over to Galatians. You don't have to, but write it down. Galatians, the second chapter, 11 through 14, Paul condemns racial discrimination between Jews and Gentiles. And so we, we throw, we halt the Spirit's work when we deny people the rights and privileges of full, full participation in the body based on illegitimate criteria. So one of the things that is hindering the church in our culture is our refusal to welcome people based solely on their commitment to Christ. And a lot of times we use unsecular biblical criteria as a means of judgment. I want somebody to know today that the church is called to be a made up of people from all nations, races, and ethnic groups. Now having said that, when we look at the landscape of where we live, we see favoritism all the time, though. We see racism all the time. We see culture issues and culture problems and things of, of all types. And James wanted to be sure, as he wrote to those Jews that had been dispersed, he wanted them to know that we cannot afford to show favoritism because it's a sin. In fact, God says in his word in Romans 2.11, for there is no favoritism with God. And he says again in Acts 10, 34 and 35, God is not a respecter of persons. Peter said that. Now, if God does not show favoritism, if God does not discriminate, why should we? Are you out there? James starts off this discourse in the second chapter by saying, my brothers and sisters, do not show favoritism as you hold on to the faith in your glorious, in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. And so, when we discriminate, when we show favoritism, we are making a value judgment about that person's work. Wouldn't you agree? We, 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 we often hurt people and we use this based on race, class, and culture. And we demean folk and we discriminate and God is not with that. And James says, don't show favoritism as you go through your faith. And notice what he says, for if someone comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and dressed in fine clothes, and a poor person dressed in filthy clothes, also comes in, if you look with favor on the one wearing the fine clothes and say, sit here in a good place, and yet you say to the poor person, stand over there or sit here on the floor by my, and by my footstool, mm -hmm. haven't you made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? We, 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 we do place value, judgments on people best, based on how they dress. If the guy who has the outfit of GQ comes in, we, oh man, you know, that's good, but somebody comes in with some oil on the shirt or maybe some uh, dingy jeans or something, we glad that they sit in the back. Why is that? I tell you, because we've been conditioned by the word. That person who has the oil on the shirt and maybe dingy jeans probably closer to God than the GQ guy. All right. we, 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 we make distinctions 
came in here, all of us were oh, we wouldn't call it an open missile. We got to be careful. She's nobody bigger than anybody else because of her billionaire status. Do you think God is favoring her because she got billions? And if he doesn't, why do we? Notice, and James was speaking to the church, he was speaking to believers because, notice he says, if you look on the faith on the one wearing the fine clothes, and yet you're telling the one with the, uh, the poor person to sit over here, stand over there, you've made distinctions in your mind. That's evil. We gotta be careful. He says in five, listen, my dear brothers and sisters, didn't God choose the poor in this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom that is, he has promised to those who love him? God has always used the down and out and downtrodden. Always been on the side of the poor. Always helped those who couldn't help themselves and recognize Oftentimes I say poor people probably are closer to God because they don't have anywhere else to turn. The rich person, he relies on his money. All of the things that they got, their material goods. But notice, God has chosen the poor. In fact, we can go to the Beatitudes and he said, blessed are the poor. He says it over and over again, blessed are the poor. We got to get away from this favoritism spirit. James said, yet you have dishonored the poor. Don't the rich oppress you and drag you into court? How do you treat folk who don't have anything? And those are the folk that who we ought to be blessing, because they can't bless us back. They don't have anything, but that's what it's all about. Amen. But rather, we want to associate with the high for loot. Y'all know I'm right about it. Amen. The folk who got something, because eventually we expected something in return, aren't we? James says it's a sin. I don't care who you are. I'm going to be associated with you as long as you got me. But we, we can't let go of friends because of what they can do for us. And some of us like to drop names. Oh yeah, I know so-and-so. Well, I know so-and-so. Then the proverbial question ought to be, do you know Jesus? See, we've got to this point where we will make a difference between folk. Notice, he says, don't they blaspheme the good name that was invoked over you? In other words, he's saying now, you've been called Christians, and yet they're dragging your name through the mud, simply because they consider you poor. They've been saying all kind of names about your Christian beliefs. Oh my goodness. What a mighty God we serve. Because he's able to see it cut through the flood. And he goes back again to reiterate the royal law. Notice what he says in 8. Indeed, if you fulfill the royal law prescribed in the scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. Do we do that, my pleasure? Do we... Love our neighbors as, as ourselves. Are we making sure that we treat everybody right that we come in contact with? 
saying all poor people are saved and all rich people are condemned. But what I am saying, I'm recognizing that those who are poor and downtrodden often recognize, as I said earlier, their need for a savior. As opposed to those living in wealth and comfort, they often miss their need for God. <coughs> and we have to be careful. Because the world wants to program you with that mindset. Oh, look what you got. You don't need to associate with her. They can't do nothing for you. Uh-uh. It don't work like that being a believer. That royal law. Jesus himself said you can hang all the scripture on loving God with all you got and loving your neighbor as yourself. Think about it. your neighbors, anybody you come in contact with. You may not know the person, but you, you pass them by, that's your neighbor. The story was told about the Good Samaritan, who this man had been beaten up and left for dead. And you had a priest and these other people who came by. They should have helped him, but they, they, they passed him by. I want somebody to know that we have to be that Good Samaritan. That we don't care what it looked like. We don't care what his background is. We go help him anyway. And when you don't discriminate, when you're truly a child of God, it means that you can help somebody along the way and not want anything in return. That's why today the world needs believers like you and I to show the rest of the world how to live. Because we see so much discrimination, favoritism, and all this stuff going on. And the question is, when will it end? Are you out there? He says, if however you show favoritism, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. So even though you might not be doing some messed up stuff as we would attribute it to be, he says, for whoever keeps the entire law and yet stumbles at one point, is guilty of breaking it off. So if you haven't committed any big sin, as you would say, and you're practicing favoritism, you're still sinning. In fact, James called it an evil sin. And we got to get to a point where we get out of this legalistic thing and say, I don't commit this and I don't do that. But then I would ask you, what do you do? Do you treat certain folk better than others? Based on where they went to school. I remember when I first got my job in Southern I was an engineer company. I heard all of them folk bragging about, <coughs> excuse me, their degrees from Georgia Tech. All of these other engineering schools, MIT and all of that. And I came to a conclusion I didn't go to those schools, but I went to a school that prepared me well, HBCU, mind you. And I'm saying to myself, I'm just as qualified to do the things in my particular area as they are in there. But I give God the, the honor and the glory. And so we got to get to a point where it doesn't matter what your educational background is, no matter where you were born at, even where you live now. It does not, all of that stuff is surface. It doesn't matter to God. It matters to man. And that's why we got so many problems right now. Do you think 
Now, there would be a war in Ukraine if Putin recognized people as people and, as, and, and acted as if he knew God and showed no favoritism. It wouldn't be a war because he would see he would want to love his neighbor as himself. I know I'm right about it. But what happens is when you don't value people, you can show favoritism and discriminate. But I want us to know that if you go discriminate, discriminate against sin. If you see somebody doing stuff ungodly, call it out like it is. If you see folk living any kind of way they're supposed to be believers, tell them like it is. Say, God would not have you do that. Oh, but if they are friends, we won't say a word. Well, how is it you won't say a word to your friend, but you can condemn everybody else? Are you out there? Oh, but I didn't. I did not commit adultery. I also said, the law says, do not murder. So if you do not commit adultery, but you murder, you're a lawbreaker. So if I didn't do all these other things, I ain't murdered nobody. I didn't kidnap anybody. I didn't beat anybody. But you're a liar. You're guilty. Oh, my goodness. See, that's where we get messed up at. We'd like to point the finger at other folk and not recognizing those fingers pointing back at us. I read somewhere in scripture, why are you worried about the speck in your neighbor's eyes when you got a beam in yours? See, that's how that works. See, we're so quick to condemn and show favoritism, but look at you. Why are we doing that way? We've been conditioned. We've been conditioned. If we want to be like the world, the world has no use for it, and so we have no use for other folk. But when you have the love of Christ in you, when you're being led by the Holy Spirit, everybody has that. Even the drive-by killers got that. Even that person that gets on your last nerve got that. See, we, we need to start acting like folk have value. In fact, God created all of us, didn't he? You got to get it right. Notice, he says something very profound in 12. He says, speaking out as those who are to be judged by the law of freedom. And that's deep there, y'all. That's deep. Because really what he's saying is simply this. You got to speak it out. But the thought is that we will stand before the judgment seat of Christ one day. So any and everyone that my cousin comes in contact with, we got to show them love, show them mercy, and show them hope in action. Are you out there? And I want to drop by for those of you who've been acting in the spirit of favoritism. Guess what? If you don't show mercy, don't expect mercy. Amen. If you don't offer hope, don't expect hope. We got to confess any favoritism in our lives and look for opportunities and ways to show mercy. The scripture closes in this 13 verse says, Mercy triumphs over judgment 
And what is mercy? Mercy is simply compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is in one's power to punish or harm. We got to show mercy. We got to stop showing favoritism. I'm going to give you a pass because I know you. But so-and-so don't get a pass. Or I'm going to give you a pass because I like you. But so-and-so doesn't get a pass. The church cannot afford to operate this way, Mount Pleasant. We got to have one standard all the time. And I submit to you that that standard is Jesus Christ. You don't get a pass. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Whether you're poor, whether you're rich, whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're yellow, brown, God's standard is holy. God's standard is righteous. And if you're not doing those things, then you're below standards. Are you out there? Can we treat everybody right? Even the ones who don't love us, don't like us, don't want to be around us. Can we still pray and ask God to touch them in a mighty way? Can we have a a love in us that says, I ain't going to do you no harm. Do we want to lash out at folk when we don't get our way? And then when other folks, uh, we don't get our way, it's all right. Let's be one way all the time. The way that we, 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 we humble ourselves when we come into this house ought to be the way that we humble ourselves when we're out on the outside. When you're in your very own home, you ought to still be that same way. If you're holy in here, you ought to be holy out there. If you're showing love in here, you ought to show love out there. If you treat me right in here, you ought to treat others right out there. Right. Am I right about it? Amen. God is not a respecter of persons. He ain't got no hang up about who you are. Oh, look at Israel. Now that's because his chosen nation. But he had to let them know that this what he had is not just for them. It's for everybody. Look at your neighbor and say, God is for everybody. And if it wasn't so, why did Jesus get up on that cross and die for the sins of humanity? Are you out there? Let us not practice this thing favoritism. You know, we've been conditioned. You know, we we like the way somebody looks, how they dress, what kind of car they're driving, all of this stuff. Let me drop one to you, young ladies. You better get with somebody. You go get with somebody with somebody who knows the Lord. Because nine times out of ten, they know how to treat you. And I'm telling you now, if they're not treating you the right way, then you don't need to be with them. Am I right about it? You don't have to go through everything with anybody. You're, you're a queen in God's eye. You're princesses in God's eye. So you need to learn that going, growing up. And young men, be careful who you look up with. Because if you don't, you for years, Oh, she fine, as we like to say. And she looked good. Guess what? That could be gone in a minute. And now what you got left? Uh-huh, you're stuck now. But my whole point is let's get our spirit tuned the right way. So we don't get hung up on material stuff and physical stuff that is not everlasting. Are you out there? Am I making sense to anybody? Now, now, that's all I'm saying. See, we got to do it God's way. And when we do it God's way, when you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, He's going to let you know, don't treat that person that way. He's going to let you know you got to have a little extra for this person. I got to edify this one. I got to take the 
And the whole thing being, I want them to see the Jesus that's supposedly in me. Does that make sense? And does anybody here know what I'm talking about? Are we going to let God have his way? Are we going to be different from the world? And not practice favoritism or discrimination or racism or all, all these other isms, sexism and everything. A lot of times men want to degrade women because they're women. We got to get away from that, man. In fact, God expects you to honor your wife, love your wife. She's to honor you, but here's the problem. She wasn't made from your back. She was taken from your rear. That means y'all ought to be walking side by side. Am I right about it? Amen. Now she will yield to your leadership because God has made you the head. But that headship doesn't mean you demean or degrade or push her behind. Amen. Are you out there? Amen. Let's get it right. Favoritism. We're going to do it in God's way. Will we discriminate? Yes, against sin and sin only. But we're not going to discriminate against anybody. Sure they don't look like me. Sure they don't come from where I come from. But we all need to be going in the same direction. And we're on our way to glory. And I ain't going to let nobody hold me back. Not even for sleep. Or favoritism. Are you out there? Anybody understand what I'm talking about today? If so, let's give God a hand. Amen. Let's just You don't know what you're doing in somebody's life. And what impact you would have on them. When you treat them. With a model of respect. Amen. Amen. Let us now proceed.